focusing on an emerging generation of kings. You know what? Let's go to Psalm 112 before we go to Genesis. Let me give you the theme passage. The theme passage or the series passage. Psalms 112. If you have not memorized your account numbers, please do. Account number. Sample are cringing right now. Hey. Cram your account numbers because you're about to receive alerts. You are about to receive. See, some of you will believe it. Some of you may not believe it. But that will not be my own fault. My fault, my issue, my assignment is to preach and declare the intent of God. For some of you, are like, nobody has ever asked me for my account number. Nobody has asked me to, to support me or be a blessing to me. But I open the gates of that dimension of supply. In the name of Jesus, a rain of supply, a rain of support. If your amen can be louder and stronger, that will be great. Precious, I can't hear you shouting. Precious, can you shout an amen until I hear it from over here? There's a connection between the anointing and supply. When the anointing came upon Saul, who was looking for his father's houses, Samuel said, you're going to meet people who are going to, on your way, as you're living this place, they're going to be carrying bread, they're going to be carrying wine, they're going to be carrying goods, and they will give to you out of what they have. When the Meshach, the anointed one with his anointing, was born into the earth, one of the very first encounters was the wise man. Are you following this? Somebody shout, I'm not allergic to strange supply. If you don't believe, say, oh, it's Old Testament, oh, it was sold that they gave bread and wine. How about Jesus? Jesus landed loaded. I pray that somebody comes into a wealth zone. Where the alert, you see, I was talking to a, a man of God that many of you know. Um, we speak from time to time. So I was speaking to him, and he said to me, he said, There's a difference between alert and alarm. Alert, so the money is okay, it's a notification, but there are some amounts that you get, like alarm. You go, Yay! Wow! I don't know whether you believe it or not. But God, if you send me to those people and your word says, believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe as prophets, so shall you prosper through the gateways of the ministry of this series. Let prosperity become like water in this house. Free flowing supply streams. 
Let's read Psalm 112 from verse 1. We'll read it together because it's, it defines the series. Let's read from verse 1 now. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. I can't hear you guys. Let's start again. Everybody. Better. Fears the Lord who delights greatly in his commandments. Next verse. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Now, this is where most people stop. And if you stop here, you might fall into the trap of the theology, the incomplete theology, that the blessing is only spiritual. Because verse 3 then says, shout it. Oh my. This series was gotten out of this verse by divine instruction. Go to verse 1. Verse 1. Don't get it wrong. It's from the praise of God. The premise of this is praises to your God. Glory to your God. This man is not a wrong man. He's not the wrong girl. He fears the Lord. He reverences God. He delights in the commandments of God. And guess what will happen in verse 2? Like I taught you in the first verse for those who were here. God gave a physical witness to the spiritual blessing. Isaac was a blessing. A material blessing. So God didn't just decorate Abraham's mind with an elusive and elusive blessing. It had a material equivalent. So it's not just enough to confess I'm blessed in the morning, I'm blessed in the evening whilst you're drinking Gary and Kuli Kuli, not out of pleasure or preference but by force. You know you can do it out of I, I love Jebu Gary and all of that. He said his descendants will be mighty on earth. So of course that's your children but beyond your children the things that descend from you. Aha, uh -huh, somebody got that one. Your book will be mighty in the earth. Something that descends from you. Your CD will be mighty in the earth. That means that this blessing is not maximized by people who are not descending anything. It can, it's there, but the evidence of the blessing requires vehicles. Of things that would descend from you. Things that are coming out of you. Things that you're incubating and giving material form or value to. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3. Wealth and riches will be where? Well, that reduces righteousness. Well, that corrupts righteousness. Well, that devoid or make him devoid of righteousness. Well, that invalidates his righteousness. I came to preach to a generation. I came to raise a generation of people who are righteous and rich. Oh, only one person got that one. Where are those I am preaching to this morning? I'm not preaching to people who are righteous but wretched, righteous but poor, righteous but tired, righteous but beggarly. That day is over. The Bible says the latter rain and the former rain at the same time. As you have righteousness, so will you have riches. Yeah. 
Wealth and riches shall be in whose house? Shout it. Shout the whole line. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Shout it. Shout it. The next time you shout a color, what will your house look like if wealth and riches were really there? Will that licking bucket or pill still be there? That tia tia pillow busting at the seams with a wuro growing out of the bed sheets. Cockroach sharing room with you. Somebody shout wealth and riches shall be in my house. Is somebody redesigning their houses already? That foot mat that is mocking you. One of the things you would do in the service is anything that does not reflect this reality, you change it. On the level that you can afford. On the level that your faith can afford. Listen, please. The same way you are living in some error if you think your physical works will give you salvation or access to heaven, you're also living in kingdom financial error if you think all you get in life is based on your efforts. The same way laying claim to salvation by works is erroneous. A believer laying claim to provision merely by degrees and error. Merely, mainly by that. God blesses you then he also blesses the works of your hands but he blesses you before blessing the works of your hands so some people are like well, maybe if I walk harder if I walk faster if I walk in a different oil company see everywhere they took Joseph to you was blessed because the blessing you get may be location sensitive but the blessing you are you carry everywhere you go Joseph was in the pit, but don't pity Joseph because there is no pit in him. And those who dug a pit for him, fast forward the VHS device unto seven, 13 years later, they are the same people who are coming to be at his beck and call because you might throw me in the pit, but there is a blessing on the inside of me that keeps bobbing me out of every hell hole, hell of uh, the devil threw me in. I don't know who this one is for, but you are currently in a place of financial mockery. As we go through the series, something is going to snap in your mind in your subconscious some veils are going to be removed from your face and you will see clearly the provisions of God and the redemptive rights of God and you will walk in an amount of supply you have never experienced before in your life if it's not for you say nothing if it's for you shout yes you know Mr. T I was talking to my wife. I was talking in the first service anyway, and I spoke about this place, this facility. And you know, you know, Mr. Oche is here, so she says all the books. Some of you have seen the books. We open it twice a year and all of that. And I didn't know when we had spent 20 million. I didn't, did you know? When we're moving here and we're still renovating this place and doing it up. Some of you have never seen the pictures of what this place looked like. We're doing it up. And one day I just said, oh, 
we'll spend this and spend this, spend this and spend this and spend this. Like, wow, so much money has been spent. The blessing is not the demand. The blessing is that no matter the demand, the supply will exceed it. Some of you are not re- you're, 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 you're not really getting what I'm saying, but you will get it by the Holy Ghost. Ah, you must get it by the Holy Ghost. I've been telling my wife about two to three weeks. I'm like, really and truly, there's never been a six-month period in my life. Never been a six any six-month period of my life where I've spent as much money as I have. Never been a six-month period, right? Getting a new office and buying stuff for the office and doing the stuff, and then the two children are moving to the same school. Each one's millions of naira for their school fees, right? Doing some things in the house and doing some things for the ministry, and still giving my typical seats and all of that. Quite an amount of money. But guess what happened over the last two or three days? I started recalibrating and checking what investment or what supplier or what stream or all of that. And I'm like, how come I've spent all that money and I still have XYZ amount of money? Let me tell you something. There is a supply of the spirit that does not respond to your logic or your calculation. And my deep desire this time around, Bukola is here. Bukola knows how much we'll spend just on the office side of things. Just on the office side of it, which is a fraction of what has been spent. There's a supply of the spirits. When the Bible says that these things will pursue you, find that scripture for me in Deuteronomy. It's that all those blessings will chase after you and overtake you. He says, no, I don't want to be somebody who memorizes scriptures. I want to be a life that gives evidence. So the fact that what God said is still happening. David, do you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting this point? I did a calculation. The album that is out. It's like how much money has been spent over the years. Over the last three years or so. On the singles and the videos. Millions of naira. How? Does it come? Of course, you know I'm smart. Of course, you know I invest. Of course, you know I have diligence. But let me tell you something. It's not that. It is this. The blessing of the Lord. How do I know? There are people that have all those things I mentioned. Who maybe will struggle to do one project. How do you run multiple projects? That all involve time, energy, money, relationships. And nothing is breaking down. Please, if you know this is not an exclusive preserve of your pastor, raise your right hand up to heaven and shout, wealth and riches are in my house. You said it with time delay. This series is a Karakara series. And I keep telling you, it's not about the money in your bank account because it can change anytime. There are different ways it can change. You can have some millions and God says, send this amount to that person. Send that to somebody. But if you don't know you're really blessed, you will struggle to obey that instruction. I came to talk to people who know that the bank of heaven is more real than the... Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
let me just tell you something. The listening party, was it two Sundays ago? Listening party, who was here? The leaders were here. And remember when we were singing as we call and we got to the part of God my sponsor. You remember that? That I said I need God my sponsor right now. In about three or four days after that, a stream of income came into my life that was unexpected. I tell you that I know a God of diligence and calculation and savings, but I also know a God who will rubbish your savings, who will give you in one transaction what took you three years to put. I know it personally. I know it. So believe it, not from somebody trying to hype you. Believe it from somebody trying to lead you into, into an experience that is available to every believer. Don't worry, we're going to talk about income sources. We'll talk about that as well next three or so weeks. I want to give you all. Are you ready for all? I, th- I believe it was John I was talking to a couple of months ago. And John, how many income sources did I tell you that I, I identified? Over 10 that I have. So when I'm speaking to you, I'm not just speaking out of wishy-washy, airy-fairy, prophesying. I will show you everything. If you want to see my income sources, I will list them for you. Well, you guys are not excited about that. Wow. Don't worry, I won't show you. Okay, we should just do two. You're two first. I'm not trying to, to brag or boast or make you feel intimidated. No. I want to show you the whole council. Because there are many preachers that will just tell you tithe and offering. Meanwhile, they have chains of businesses and investments. Oh, can I talk right now? So I give you a tithe and offering. Give it, but tell me the other things you're doing. Well, it's none of your business, though. <laughs> but teach me. Teach me. Somebody shout, wealth and riches are in my house. That screen is off, so does that mean carry go? And as righteousness, what will happen? Endures forever. Verse 4. Okay, so that's Deuteronomy 30, 28, verse 2. And all those blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. So this series will come with the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord will come with instructions. There's a message in this series called portions. And I will give you some portions you must have in your finances. Because some of you, your finances, every portion is every portion. They just spend as it goes. You don't have disciplines and scruples that hold you in. I'll show you what you can do. And these are not fixed things, but these are wise things that you can adapt in your life or adopt in your life. These blessings shall come upon you. So in the Old Testament, blessings coming upon you is an external thing. In the New Testament, blessings coming upon you is blessings come up on you. Because you carry the blessing. But by the activation of the resources of your spirit man in cooperation with the tutorial ministry of the Holy Spirit, 
and the transformation of your mind, God begins to give you ideas, instructions, what you must do, where you must go, what you must give, what you must work. Are you getting that now? So those blessings, they are what? They are voice activated. You obey the voice of the Lord your God. So the blessings of God are voice activated. This is the reason your wealth and riches don't start with your works. Your wealth and riches start with his words. God's word. So our primary figure in today's message. Genesis chapter 12, God appears to him and says, I'm blessing, I will bless you, multiply, and I will multiply you, and so forth. Now, when you go to Genesis 13, so write down Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now, Genesis 13, God told him uh, in 12, 1 to 3, leave your father's house, leave your family, and leave your country. Genesis 13, after he left all those things, Genesis 13 verse 5, it says, Lot also went with Abraham, and he had flocks and herds and tents, went with Abraham and so forth. Verse 10, Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan. So Lot was the one who decided to look. He decided. He didn't operate based on the word that God gave him. Don't forget Abraham got the word. Lot went with the one who got the word. Not every word you like is the word for you. And not everyone you like should your personal word apply to. So God spoke to you and said, start the food business. Get involved. In the, by the way, this word I just spoke is somebody's confirmation. Somebody's wealth is in the food business. Get, go into the food business. And guess what? Someone sees the person with the food business and says, okay, let me also go and be selling more and more. He's selling Ewa. Ewa going. Let me sell more and more. They're in a similar family. Or let me sell Akara. But that's not his word. Lot went with him. And Lot had some results, if you will, because he had stuff. He saw a plain of Jordan, verse 10. It was well watered everywhere before the Lord distressed him on Gomorrah. He did not realize that it was looking in the flesh. Lot was looking in the flesh. So he saw prosperity where there was going to be destruction. And many believers have missed it because they are going to what is currently prosperous but it's going to dry up in two years. <laughs> because he lifted, he was the one that lifted up his eyes. But see verse 14, verse 14, what happened? And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, what? Lift your eyes when? How did Lot lift his eyes? Did God speak to him? When you lift your eyes out of the flesh, you're likely going to see something that will mislead you. But when you lift your eyes based on what God said, God said, now, Abraham, lift your eyes. Lot means avail. Lot means veil. That's what Lot literally means. Now, if Lot was still with him, if Abraham lifted up his eyes, he would still see what God was showing him through the filter of the veil. 
This is the reason for some of you, the Lord had to take away the lot from your life. And for some of you, the lot was the Oniduromio. Eshio. That person that you always cried to whenever there was a need in your life. Oh yeah, come and talk to me right now. I know it's a personal message, but respond, amen. <laughs> Almost every African, and you're going to be free. Almost every African has two to three people that they have on their tally to approach whenever they have a need. By need, not just paltry money, even those who are pursuing contracts, like if I call somebody in Abuja or call somebody in Port Harcourt, this person will respond or help me. Ask your neighbor, who is the lot in your life? Look at someone and say, cast the lot away. Stop casting lots with lots. Cast the lot. Because the lot will come with a lot of trouble. Many of us have idolized people because we feel, and you know this, when you go for all these maybe like networking events, say be good to people because you might need them. You say that kind of thinking is still need based. Be good to people because God is good. God is in you. You are an expression of God in the earth. Oh, if you can't say amen, you can clap. We must put an end to the transactional relationship. I saw Jason with the microphone come. He sang very beautifully. He was on the microphone. Ah, that means he's a trusted person. Let me be nice to him so that one day when I have a need, I can ask him. Nobody knows tomorrow. Say, it looks fine, looks rich. See, I'm already getting surgical, right? Am I getting surgical? Here? Because even for believers, we position ourselves. Listen, some people attend certain churches. Because they believe the membership of that church holds the promise for their future. They join the protocol team to, to be close. Can we talk right now? To be close to pastor. In fact, some people will buy expensive perfumes to smell the part. Join choir for free publicity every Sunday. For my brand, Mende Kosama. Look at your neighbor, say, mm. That guy before, besides Tifa, you just cover your mouth like you don't want anybody to say, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at somebody, say, why are you really in Kings? Why? Can I get a veil? Can I get a veil? Pashmina's calf, something. Yeah, yeah, let me have it. See, as long as I have a veil, as long as I have a veil on my face, right? It does not matter if I look right or look left or look up. What I will see is the veil. 
So if there's an idol in my heart of my finances, even when I'm looking up to God, I will still be seeing the idol and be telling God to use the idol to bless me. Oh, somebody talk to me this morning. So that sometimes when you're crying to God for help, it's the image of a man or a woman or an institution that you have. But let me tell you, there is Jehovah who can bless you anyhow. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying right now. But there is a God who can use a rock to bring water. There is a God who can bring manna in the wilderness. There is a God who can turn dry lands into oceans. There is a God who can provide coins from the mouth of fish. There is a God, oh my God, whose God am I talking about? Who can bring more supply from a cruise of oil? There is a God who can multiply five loaves of bread and feed 5,000. There is still a God who can reverse the poison in the pot. And I want you to know that that God is about to do wonders in your life. Some of you are not ready for that God. That's why you're just sitting down there. See, I'm talking to you about your casual sponsor who you're hoping will come to town. Some of you are more excited about the celebrity than the God who made the celebrities and all their generations together. I said that God is about to embarrass somebody with some good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. Abundant blessing that you have not seen before. If you believe it, let your amen be loud and thunderous. Follow this. And Abraham, the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, in other words, as long as Lot is still with you, you will have a veiled face. Ladies and gentlemen, can I promise you something? Many Nigerians are walking around with veils on their faces. Veils. We define wealth as money. And we think that for you to make money, why do you think there's so much ritual killing? Why would somebody who's an actress, actress new, actress, when you check the number of movies she's done in the last one year, maybe she's done 10 or 15 movies. But she will buy a house in Banana Island or Ikoyi that's worth 200 million and said God's baby girl. I have a whole message coming on gold and the gods of greed, the Nigerian idols. Gold and the gods of greed. What's going on? And some people will be like, you know what? Pastors to our Yahoo pastors. Say, I do my own in bed. You do your own in church. Because you use people to make money or you exploit people. Steal the money. Look at someone say, there's a way to do it right. Once the veil was removed, he said, now, there's nothing blocking your eyes. Somebody raise your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I release the veil. 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 I let go. I surrender. I let go. I surrender. I let go. I surrender. the Lord has said to Abraham after Lord had separated from him. Lift your eyes now. Not when you get a job. 
not when your masters finally clicks. Not when somebody comes to ask for your hand in marriage. Lift your eyes now. And look from the place where you are. Please let me tell you something. Wealth and riches that is from God. Right? Is not located in the place you have to travel to. It will start from where you are. That response is lackluster. Because if you really understand what I'm saying. The wealth God cannot give me here. May be a trap to me over there. I'm not saying some things don't come with location. They do come. But you are the person that carries the activation into any location. So when people start saying, come to this place. Jesus said, when they will come to you and say, the kingdom is there. Kingdom, he said, no, no, kingdom is amongst you. He said, he has set eternity in their hearts. If my heart is large enough for eternity, my heart is large enough for divine instructions to make me relevant in time. From where you are, lift your eyes. When? Now. now. From the place where you are, where should you look? Northward, where should you look? Southward, where should you look? Eastward and? Next line, give it to me, verse 15. For all the land which you see, I and your So wealth is vision activated, but wealth, sorry, is voice activated, but it's also vision cultivated. How do I know? I'll tell you something. Kenny, I'll tell you something. From where Abraham was, how far could he really see? Can you see beyond a mile in front of you? Can you see beyond maybe 500 meters, maybe 1,000 meters, one kilometer, 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 kilometer. Can you see beyond one kilometer? Maybe not, maybe not. So when Abraham was seen from where he was, he was not just seen with physical eyes. Pictures and images were beginning to come into his mind. God began to show him pictures and visuals of a territory and a time he will not come into. This is the reason the enemy is attacking this generation generation with mental health issues and depression he wants to choke up your mind so there's no space to cultivate the vision of God in your heart that's why it's bringing worry it's bringing fear it's bringing doubt because if you're thinking about all the negative things that may not even happen how will you have a chamber in your mind to be able to conceive what God wants to do somebody said delete 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 empty the trash can enter the recycle bin. Where are my seers? Where are my visionaries? Where are the cultivators? Where are the activators? Where are those who are seeing the city and the city? I'm not sure you're ready for this message. Who's 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 ready? Who who should I preach to? Who should I preach this one to? It's interesting how God works. Abraham does not have one child. One. One. He does not have. But God is saying.
there is something you currently lack right now. But your legacy will be defined by the abundance of that thing. There is something you currently lack right now. Your legacy will be defined by the fact that you have so much of that thing. That it will place your name in the annals of history. on something how can I have five talents and focus on one are you are you getting this of course there's an order there's a system there's sequence but if you're a five talent people don't subject yourself to a one talent experience so when people say sometimes people say don't you think you're doing too much it depends so as far as your eyes can This is very important because not understanding this is the reason people think they have to be poor to make heaven. Like Fidel said one time, heaven is not Eba, you can't make it. <laughs> what does make heaven mean with all due respect? It's like you people gave me this gift now, that gift, that beautiful heavy, heavy gift. You gave me that gift and guess what? My whole point of preaching this message is to preach well enough for you to give me this gift. Tell me, have you given me the gift? Shout now. Have you given me the gift? So can I preach or should my preaching be about getting the gift? Because it's a what? It's a gift. So the believer in Christ who keeps walking in faith you are seated in heavenly places. Just be faithful till the end. To experience what is already yours. Are you seeing this now? How far can your eyes see? Why is this an important so why, why am I slowing down on here? Because I know there's a generation of people that can shout and holler and I wish you could even shout louder. But more than you're shouting, what I want to do this one is to expand your vision. Because go and look at any wealthy person in the world, material wealth, from Elon Musk to Warren Buffett, they are visionary. And one of the major reasons Africans are very poor is that Africans have a lot of aggression but no vision. And aggression without vision is not determination. It will be violence. Vision with aggression can be determination. 
can be drive. But when you lack vision and you have aggression, you are a violent person. We're going to talk about the three things you must get out of shortly. It is somebody following us. If there is anything you want to preserve in your interfacing with the world, is your vision. This is the reason if your focus is on survival, it's difficult for you to build a lasting legacy. Because if the focus is daily bread, how can you leave a generational bakery? Oh, y'all didn't get that. As far as your eyes can see, I will give. In other words then, who determines how much you get? Your vision is a vehicle for reception. I get lied, you get what I'm saying? So from today, you have to be careful what you call too big. It's too big. It's too much. Because too big and too much are not a function of inherent attributes. Too big and too much are a function of relative capacity. That's what one person calls too big. Somebody else sees us small. Somebody shout, I am big. Shout aloud and say, I am big. As far as your eyes can see, verse 16, what does it say in verse 16? I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. So what should you do? Verse 17, arise, walk in the land through its length and its width. For I give it to you. Then Abraham moved his what? Tent. And went and dwelt, rhymes, tent and went, because he was sent. <laughs> and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. So the first thing, he didn't make a post on Instagram. The Lord had given him the land. God's promise must be received with worship. Sacrificial worship because an altar means you're going to put a bunch offering on it. Now, so check that out. Verse 12 said, Come out of your country, come out of your father's house, come out of your family. We'll examine this shortly. Verse 13, God said, As far as your eyes can see, but well, guess what? Abraham built a tent. So God had all those things for him. Your descendants shall be as the stars of ferment, as the sand of the sea. But Abraham built a tent. And when he built the tent, it was living in the tent. So guess what God did in verse 1 of chapter 15, Genesis 15 from verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, uh -uh, Lord God, what will you give me? What will you even give me safe? Don't allow the absence of your current desire make you reduce your value on the future promise. Let me explain what that is. Abraham really wanted the child. God was talking to him about descendants and land. And whilst God was talking about all those big things, Abraham was like, ah, 
I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Don't let me vex. I'm talking about child. I'm talking about descendants. What's going on? God is speaking to you about building a factory or building an app that will have a million downloads. God is speaking to you. But you're like, God, please leave that one. I need 500k for my house, house rent. And because the house rent is so pressing right now, you are now beginning to despise what the Lord is saying concerning the future. That's what Abram was saying. Abram was doing. He says, see, I'm going childless. And the earth of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. That, that's the only thing that you have to give me. Eliezer of Damascus. So what did God say? Then, the Lord, then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, no one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside. And what did he say? Where did he bring him? Look at some say we outside. Some of y'all didn't say with attitude. In fact, get out of your seat. And tell five people we outside. to this. Why did God bring Abraham from the tents? Why did he bring him outside? Why did God bring him outside? Because as long as Abraham was laying inside his own tent Peyom's <laughs> literally went outside. As long as Abraham was in his tent, what could Abraham see even if he looked up? If it's inside, all that Abraham can see is his tent. Who built his tent? Abraham. That means as long as Abraham was inside, he defined his possibilities based on what he could do. So God said, Abraham, come, 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 come. Let me show you something. You are not Simba, but let me be your Mufasa. Look at the stars. You can't create one star. You can't produce a star. You can't sustain a star. You can't even hold a star. But if you can look at the stars, that's a sign of what I did before I made any promise to anyone. Of what I'm capable of without any kind of support from the World Bank, from any ministry or industry, any Godfather. He said, look at the stars. Can you count them? He didn't just say count. Can you number? To count is only to say, oh, one, two, three, no. But to number is, this one is number one. This one is number five. Because number two may not be beside number one. He's saying the number, how I brought them into existence. I have a 
The Lord is pulling somebody into a zone where your attempt to calculate will confuse you because there will be too much, too many, too quick, too soon. I unleash prophecy upon this house. Receive. Receive, 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 more, 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 more. Shapayatata, lekapatata, zebrate, rokata, shapalaha. see what I've got. All the stars shining, none is clashing with the other. None has to lose its light for the other one to shine brighter. If you are a descendant of Abraham, you are a star. And stars are looked up to. Your generation will look up to you. Stars, some people follow stars for direction. Like for Jesus to be seen, they have to follow the star. They will follow you as a star and they will find direction. Maybe as we progress in the series, I will tell you about what the devil knows about stars. The devil knows so much about stars that many believers don't know. He knows that people follow stars. So when the devil wants to mislead a generation, he will raise celebrity stars. He will raise stars and give them glamour. He will make them a light. What is a star? A star is a region of a burning gas. That means something that is so hot and attractive, yet you can't touch it, but you can't get your eyes off it. Is that is a the celebrity culture of Mammon is a perverted culture of kingdom culture? Can I show you two or three verses so you can just understand what God said? Why would God show Abraham the stars? If you remain standing now, close faster. <laughs> if you are responsive. Why would God show Abraham the stars? God was showing Abraham the stars to show him there is something money cannot buy that I have. The stars have been there before you were born, Abraham. And long after you die, the stars will be there. So I'm sustaining them. God will sustain you. God will sustain you. Some of you are in a place where you feel like life is being drained out of you. With this diesel at how much that people are buying diesel now. Crazy. If you run a business now, you run a home where you need power all the time, you are feeling it. But see, as you are feeling it, God will be feeling it. God never said the womb is scarcity, boy. What he promised was that you will not lack. My God. See, we have to get to the point of my God. There is my country, there is my father's house, there is my family, but there is my God. My God, my God shall supply. If it's a need, he will supply it. If it's a need, he will supply it. Fuse casting will not put you to shame. Lack will not put you to shame. 
Some of you are carrying so much weight. Everybody's calling you, bros, help me, sister, help me. You're thinking of your mother, of your father, of your uncle, your brother. In fact, some of you, your uncles are the one calling you. You're 27, you're already losing your mind because of the pressure. But I tell you under God, as you follow the series and immerse yourself in this revelation, there will be a switch on the inside of you. Some of you can feel it already. My assignment this morning was to blow open the doors and remind somebody of how great and mighty their God is. How big are the stars? Let's, let's look at that video. There's a one minute video. Do we have it? I showed it at last year's immersion. By the way, we have an immersion April 14th to 17th. Mark the date and look out for updates. I want you to please look at this. We'll look at a few more verses, but just look at this, this scripture, this scripture, this video. Look at it. One meter away. Ten meters away. meters 10 kilometers 100 kilometers 1000 kilometers 10,000 kilometers is there something like that 100,000 kilometers see how tiny the earth is 1 million kilometers 10 million kilometers an asteroid is about 10 million kilometers away then you have the planets, one billion kilometers, the Cooper belt. See that? See where the sun is? One trillion kilometers. Then you have the comets, then one light year. Ten light years. Then you get into the realm of the stars, and the constellations, 1,000 light years. Hades cluster, Orion, Pleiades. And Job spoke about those things. How did he know? Sagittarius, Stella, Galanic, Orsa, Draco, Barnards, Milky Way. That's our galaxy. Then there's Andromeda Galaxy. Then the Virgo Cluster, Fornax Cluster. Then look at the mass that looks like body parts. This is the 10 billion light years now going all the way back. That a God that lives beyond all of these things lives beyond all of these realms that lives be is anybody getting wild and crazy what are you doing that you passed all those things God that you left all the stars and asteroids you ignored all those chambers and planets you moved away from all those galaxies ha ah, what was it that made me so attractive it was your choice of me and your love for me and you say that you live on the inside of me oh that's why we call you because God you are so big and so mighty and so high and so great and so awesome Now, this is as far as science has projected so far. 10 billion light years. But it's Arubo Ojo. So how come we've allowed the enemy trick us? The material resources are such a big deal. In the grand scheme of God's design, they are nothing. That's why it says that your wealth is like dung. Literally. It depends on 
which paradigm you're operating in. That's why the paradigm that worships money is a demonic paradigm. It's a very demonic paradigm that worships money. That wants to take life for money. Why? Because God does not inhabit money. But inhabits people. That means every human being you see is more priceless than all the money in the world. What shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? God said to Abraham, come let me show you something. Let me show you the stars. There's something powerful about the stars. It's powerful about the stars. And Daniel, it says that those who are believers shall shine. Daniel 12 verse 3. Daniel 12 verse 3 those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness how shall they shine oh you're not getting there how shall they shine I've taught you before that your glorified body is going to be like a star you're going to be made of light. Your glorified body will be indestructible because it's going to be sustained by the very breath of God. Your body will be made of light. So, soul winners are the real stars. Get it? Soul winners are what? This verse here, is he an eternal counsel or not? It's an eternal counsel. So here's what the devil does. Marcy, please come help me. Here's what the devil does. The devil knows by observing the patterns of God that the real star in God's account is that person on your road that everybody say a nuisance carrying the megaphone and shouting I'm not saying that's the only way to evangelize I'm just saying if that person is effective in soul winning he's a big time celebrity in heaven if it's DM any form of evangelism that is winning a soul eh is a big that you are a big time celebrity and so are you following because the end result of all preaching is reconciling men to God creating space for God in the earth so it doesn't matter how well you sing or how charismatic you are when you preach and exert if this thing I'm doing does not translate into more souls being saved or souls being elevated to the to be conformed to the image of Christ. In other words, if it's not discipleship or evangelism, it's not really carrying much weight in the spirit. I hope you know that. The devil also knows that. That's why he will allow churches spend more time and attention on afefeyerism. What's afefeyerism? Afefeyerism. Afefeyerism is fanfare and jamboree. And the enemy doesn't even matter or mind if all the testimonies are material based. Oh, I got the car, I got this. Those things don't register much. Even if it's for the glory of God, they don't register as much as a soul transformed. It's there. The Bible never says those who build big ministries will shine as stars forever. There's no other place that says people are going to be shining as stars forever apart from those who are wise, who are engaging the wisdom of God. And he that wins souls is wise, isn't it? So the devil knows the celebrities in heaven are soul winners. 
So he thinks, don't forget, the enemy thinks in reverse. Whatever God is thinking, he'll reverse it. Because that's what Satan is. Satan is an opponent. Someone who opposes. Okay? So what does the devil do to win his own souls? What does he do? To create his own stars. He creates his own celebrities. Why? One celebrity wearing nonsense, but she has 10 million followers. Do the conversion ratio. Not everybody would wear the nonsense with her. Not 1% would wear the nonsense with her. But if 0.1% wear the nonsense with her, that is 10,000 nonsense wearers. Because of influence. This is why the I in her name is influence. Someone who claims to be following God and does not want to look at influence is either a joker, partially ignorant or immature. Because influence is a primary key in the kingdom. Your salt, your light is somebody following. Okay, Old Testament, they say, you know, I'll pick, give you an Old Testament, I'll give you the new one. Matthew 13, verse 43. Some people will be like, oh, you know what? That was Daniel just talking. Well, Jesus says here, Matthew 13, verse 43. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun. Now, I told you the sun is one of the smallest stars. The sun is actually a star. So Jesus says, as the sun in the kingdom of their father, he who has ears to hear, let him. I've shown you before in the book of Revelations that there will be a multitude in the new age. I've showed you that in the world to come. In the kingdom of, of the Father. Another way, way in which you know that there will be many of us is that they shall be like stars. How many stars do you have? It is said that in our galaxy alone, there are 200 billion trillion stars. Billion trillion. Yeah, you know those figures that make your head. They say they're about. 216 stars. God brought Abraham out. He said, Abraham, don't you ever doubt me when I say I will bless you. Let's go to Isaiah 40 as I begin, begin to wind it down. Go to Isaiah 40. Somebody shout big. Somebody shout blessed in God. Go all the way to the verse that begins to talk about who has marked the span with his fingers and all of that. Go to verse 3. Keep going. Just keep going. Who has performed and done it? Calling the generations from the beginning. I the Lord am the first. And with the last I am he. Keep going. The coastland saw it and fear the ends of the earth. Were afraid that drew near and came. Alright. Try to follow as, as I read. And the voice said. Verse 6. Cry out, cry out, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? He said, cry, all flesh 
is grass. And all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord shall be forever. And also, so on and so forth. Go all the way to verse 11. What will he do? He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young verse 12 who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hands measured heaven with a span and calculated see God knows the weight of all the dust on earth Not just blown, he's calculated. He's that deliberate. He's that intelligent. Measured. All the dust calculated. The dust of the earth in a measure. Weight the mountains in scales. Hope you know the mountains have scales. Uh, weights. Hope you know. Hope you know the weights doesn't stay the same round all year round. They shrink. They expand. Weathering occurs. And God keeps record of all of that. And you think God does not know you need money for your school fees or your house rent. It's not about God's knowledge. There must be something in me I need to open up. There must be some anxiety I need to abandon. There must be some faith I need to demonstrate. There must be some trust I need to yield to. There must be some worship I need to involve myself in. Not from works, but from rest. Please, how will God be concerned about the dust used to make my body and not be concerned about the mind that he communes with? He said it before he spoke about dust that all flesh made from the dust is grass, is going to die. So why is he saying this? He wants you to know that if God pays attention to something that will dissipate, he must pay greater attention to your mental health. There are some of you who are struggling with all kinds of diseases, schizophrenia, anorexia, mind battles, strange voices, and things trying to subject you. I come with the authority of Christ and I break over your mind every pollution and perversion every satanic assault everything in you around you trying to subject and subdue you I free you from in the name of Jesus the Lord heard your cry and saw your tears and he sent me to tell you you are free for he that the son says free is free in the name of Jesus you're free in the name of Jesus. Weigh the mountains and scales and the hills in the balance. Give it the next verse. Give it the next verse. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Verse 13. Or as counselor has taught him, verse 14. With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? The ta who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding. Verse 15. Behold, <laughs> the Canada you're trying to go to. Somebody shout big. Shout at big. 
the Lord brought you here. Can you come? The Lord brought you here for a purpose. He wants to do certain big things in your life. Big things come for. Big things. Are you ready for big things? Wherever you may have been despised or overlooked or abandoned or ignored or mistreated or maltreated, the Lord himself will use you as a testimony, as a testimonial of turnaround and transformation. You will become a star. Somebody shout, I'm a star. In the name of Jesus, the Lord himself, it says, all the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales. They lift up the aisles as a very little thing. Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. No, it's be sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing. And they are counted by him less than nothing. Whatless. Give me the TPT. We're almost there. Or, or message, actually. From verse 12. Hey, 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 hey. Somebody shout, my God is not small. Shout, my God is a big God. All the nations. All the nations add up to simply nothing. Before him. In fact, it says less than. Read it. Less than nothing is. More like it. A minus. Keep going verse 18. So who even comes close. To being like God. To whom or what can you compare him. Some no God idol. Ridiculous. It's made in a workshop, cast in bronze, given a thin veneer of gold. So even all this money that people worship, all this coins and paper that people worship and die over, it's like that's nothing. That's nothing. So why do you weep and wail over the temporary absence of this? Why does your heart break so much over the fact that the numbers in your accounts have changed. Isn't that amazing how some of us have not done the things that God wants us to do because in your mind you don't want your account to go less than 100,000. And God is looking at you like, like say my account must not drop below 1 million. So what are you saying? 10 million must remain there. Is that you? Are you, what are you saying? Do you know how rich I am? He says, God says. Given a thin of gold and dripped with silver filigree. I don't even know what that means. Verse 20. Someone gave me the meaning. What's been the meaning? Or perhaps someone will select fine wood. Olive wood, say, that wouldn't rot. Then hire wood cover to make a no God given special care to its base so it won't tip over. Verse 21. Have you been paying attention? Have you heard those things? Please go to verse 12. I want to deal with the, the part that speaks about. Yes, yes, yes. Who has scooped up the ocean? You don't get it. Do you get it? 
You must get it. The ocean has ocean liners. Are you boasting about? My ocean liner is worth ten million dollars. Because I with you on your ocean liner. <laughs> I can I can crush you like this. Powder it like this. Do you know God is so powerful, He can end the earth like this. And nobody will come and say, God, why now? You know God can wipe out the entire universe like this? You know God can start it again if he wants. So all that talk of God, if I don't get a job by the end of March, I won't serve you. Who begged you? <laughs> Who are you talking to? See, because you can't understand the blessing of Abraham until you understand the blesser of Abraham. If I don't expand your mind to revisit your concept of God, nothing else I teach will sit where it should be. I am telling you today, PLT, there is nothing no human being has on this earth that God cannot give to you. Not one. Say, but I'm not qualified. What are you saying? Are there not people who are more qualified than you who can buy you and your family currently the financial one 10, 20 times over? It's not of him that willeth. It's not of him that runneth. It's of God who shows mercy. Anybody that has anything, he received it because God gave it. Not the real deal. One day, Joseph was in a prison. One day. The next day, a prisoner was in charge of the entire economy. This is the truth, kings. You are blessed before you are blessed. And faith is not what you demonstrate after you have physical evidence. Faith is the evidence. Who has scooped up the ocean in his two hands or measured the sky between his thumb and little finger? So God measures the clouds like this. Who has put all the earth's dirt in one of his baskets? One. How many of you understand that the earth is part of the smallest of the things that God has to manage? Yes, oh, is a real wow. This earth everybody's shouting about. This earth is one of the tiniest. Even Carmine knows that now. For real, I'm not joking. He loves planets and all of that. He's not into astrology though. Let me just say that. He knows. The earth is small. So our concept of wealth and riches cannot be around money alone. Next week I'll teach you how to be rich in God. So this week is B-I-G, blessed in God. Next week is R-I-G, rich in God. Rig. Look at someone say, you got to rig it. And I will show you something. The way many believers are going to enter into the next phase of wealth is by rigging it. When I say rigging, you're going through, you're boycotting the typical process, not as a rascal, but as a God's cow. Israel came out with 430 years of wealth. Slaves became billionaires overnight now people will be like it's not possible people are becoming billionaires via crypto I don't know I'm not sure I know the series for everybody but this particular teaching 
some of you are going to come into a place where you will be shocked. The testimonies will be jaw-dropping. Particularly those who are currently in deficit or maybe your savings have been exhausted or maybe like me, you've just spent and spent and spent and spent and you're not being careless, you're spending on real stuff. Let me just tell you, if you're young and you're single, please, you must understand this system well. Because let me tell you, no matter who you are, you're going to come to an age in life where people will not excuse you for not having. You'll come to an age in life where your spending will not be on careless things. It will be like they're drawing blood. <laughs> to be on legitimate things and all of them need to be done. And for those who might feel like I wasted some seasons of some opportunities sometime, the God who spans the elements, he will restore the years. Oh, this amen sounds like you need some. Wade each mountain and hill. Let's run. Next verse. Message. Verse 13. Who could ever have told God what to do? Or taught him his business? This is the reason prayer does not start until the will of God is known. Because you can't give God a new idea. Do you understand? I said, people feel like prayer is, let me go and suggest to God. No. Prayer is communion where I'm taking instructions from the mind of God. The old prophets knew, they would say, the burden of the word of the Lord came to me. So they are taking what is on God's heart as theirs and through intercessory prayer supplication, they birth in the earth what is established in heaven. Now let me just assure you of something. Nobody can engage God in arm wrestling. Someone who's pan marks the heavens. You now say, I want to arm wrestle God into doing something. If God lets you win, it's because it's playing with you. In other words, in other words not taking you seriously. You're not getting that. If God lets you win, he's playing with you. He was playing with J- Jacob all night. Jacob was stronger, stronger, stronger. River Jabok, Genesis 26. Ha! Muleja. When the dawning of the day was ready, God just broke the guy's hip for nothing. The guy started working like this for the rest of his days as a reminder not to mess with God. Some of us are carrying unnecessary disjoints in our lives because we didn't surrender. Verse 14. Verse 14. Help me. What expert would he have gone to for advice? What school would he attend to learn justice? What God do you suppose might have taught him what he knows? Showed him how things work. Keep going, people. Why the nations are but a drop in a bucket. A mere smudge on the window. Watch him sweep up the islands like so much dust off the floor. So Abraham, when God says, get out of your country. This is your country that has conditioned you. This is your country that determines your wealth pattern and wealth cycle. You know your country affects your wealth cycle as well? So in America, most people get paid every Friday. Some people get paid every two weeks in America. 
Nigeria people get paid at the end of the month, right? Or the first five days of the next month, right? But they pay rent annually. Can you already see how a nation can have injustice incorporated? Why will people not steal when they earn monthly and have to pay their biggest expenditure annually? Now, some of you cannot even see what I'm saying. That's to let you know how badly conditioned your mind is. So in America, you get paid twice a month and you pay your monthly rental how often? Monthly. In some places, fortnightly. But generally, it's monthly. That's some fairness. Are you getting it? How do you pay annually? Because some of you, you don't, you don't even understand why you are struggling. So I will show you in this series, some of the reasons why you're struggling is not your fault. But if you keep struggling after I've shown you this thing, then that's your fault. Your country has done you bad. Your country did their country, the country they grew up in, Israel and Egypt, did them so bad that after Moses was trying to rescue them, send them to God's promise for them, they said, Moses, Moses, your own is too much. Moses, seize it. said take us back home to that place where we're eating garlics garlic imagine somebody craving garlic yeah yeah they smell literally they were craving it said leave it's better for us to die as slaves as long as we have daily survival God was trying to give them a generational promise but they couldn't see it because poverty is a blinder Poverty blinds people. One of the first things about poverty is that poverty robs people of vision because survival becomes the vision. Whenever survival becomes the vision, the life becomes a wasted life because its outer circumference becomes self-sustenance. And one of the things you do to reduce any machine is to reduce the functionality of that machine to only support itself. It, becomes, it means it's become useless to every other third person. So a life that is focused just on self-sustenance is a wasted life. And most Africans have been systematically with the greed of leaders or influencers in Africa and the exploitation of capitalists from the West. That marriage and that handshake has produced widespread poverty. So that when you preach certain messages, people are not even at a mental capacity to even receive it. But light is here. Come out of your country. Let me give you an assignment this week. Maybe we'll share notes next week or something. Go and look at your country, look at your family, and look at your father's house and see the conditions that are going on there. The conditioning, I should say. Your father's house too. You have some issues there. My parents, excellent people. Brilliant. Educators. Leaders. Experts. But just like my children will look at me and my life and say things I could have done better, I've looked at theirs and I say things they could have done better. And not from a place of ingratitude or disrespect or disloyalty, and from a place of honor. 
so I don't have to repeat. You know one of the ways that you dishonor people is by repeating their mistakes. I hope you know that. You have dishonored the person by abusing the pain they went through as a result of that. Many of us need to investigate our families. Your father used to be rich. Now, almost every African father was doing well up until 1980-something. Because <laughs> again, the country, SAP, Structural Adjustment Program, between about between 85 and 95, almost everybody in Nigeria went into lower middle class or lower, lower middle class or lower class or no class. Why? Because somebody institutionalized corruption and poverty. A leader who called himself an evil genius. So some of the struggles you have are on the macro scale. You need to understand that. That's why if you have an argument with somebody in a relationship, some of the fault is yours, right? Sometimes part of the fault is theirs. Are you following this? Understanding is key so that you don't die of guilt for what was not your fault. So even in financial struggles, you have to understand the context of the country you're in. What part was contributory? What you can do to hedge yourself? You see, many pastors will not tell you this, Abby. There are things you can do to hedge yourself. There are things you cannot change about Nigeria. That's why you go to Ikoi, you see a house that's worth 300, 400 million, but the road is bad. So your country is a major factor in your welfare. So you are driving, you have a limo, but you can't drive it because you don't know who will knock on your window. Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. Turari. of your family some of you the reason the struggle is real is your family will not let you be and they know how to tie you down with the strings of sentiments some of you let me tell you under God you need to cut certain ties with certain family members how do I know that's a possibility in God God said Jesus said I came to cause division I didn't just come with peace. You know that is in the Bible? Jesus also said, if you give a brother and sister, of course, a lot of wisdom needs to go into this and the, the scenarios are very peculiar. So this is a very broad sentence. But there are some of you whose hearts are completely broken. That's great for prayer. But now your mind is about to break down because you're trying to save somebody who has decided not to be saved. And I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about sensation, sense. And some people want lokolo, mama she be okolo, 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 okolo. What? Let me tell you what I just said. <laughs> what I just said is some will behave like frogs or toads, right? And they are not applying their minds. Some people in your house. That's why. See, God said to Abraham, "Get out of your house, your family." Some people in your family get why. What do they say when you're flying in case of turbulence? Save yourself first. Two poor people cannot help themselves. Except another rich person comes who refuses to become poor. So what do I mean by save yourself? 
Some of the people will, will talk about details later. But for those of you who are supporting older brother, older sister, mommy and daddy, be careful. Because before you came up, there was somebody supporting them. So you need to ask yourself, what happened to that person? You're in a relationship. They're already draining the family. You've not even married. They're already siphoning you. You're the person that renewed the rent because you want to marry Ada at the end of the year. But Ada just made first daughter, you know. So yes, this, this is a serious, these are the practical aspects of it. So what do you do? You structure it. You have your benevolence, you have your charity that you violate only on extreme life and death situations or deep covenant situations. And if it's a real deep covenant situation, when you say no to a covenant person, the person does not cut you off. Anybody you say no to and they cut you off, they are not covenant people. They are users and exploiters. You have a budget because you are limited resource. In fact, when the Bible speaks about the Lord hating unrighteous skills, do you know part of what unrighteous skills is? Is for me to take what belongs to my wife. I'm going to give it to Uchi. Just because Uchi is my daughter and Uchi has served and Uchi is... What is hers is not hers. In other words, let's say I'm supposed to buy my wife a car and the car is maybe 7 million or whatever. Then Uchi comes with a need. Like I said, except it's death and life. Right? When death is involved, then that suspense. Death and life. Right? And Uchi comes with a need and I'm like, okay, I won't buy my car that 7 million car. I'll buy a 2.5 million car because I just forget. Look at your neighbor, say, use, use your. <laughs> Many families, in fact, let me say this you can be a minister of God and you abuse your family because you are taking care of God's wife called the church. So there are pastors, in some cases, who cannot pay their children's school fees, but they have helped every church member. So I serve and I support you guys in different ways I can, but I don't mess with my family, yo. We'll learn all those things. And if we're going to go as deep, it's going to be as deep and as dirty as BDSM. Because for some of you, you will need to confront your financial reality, print your statement. If I feel led in that direction, I don't need to see it, but some of you need to see it. Some of you have never seen your account statements. There's a problem there because you can't even confront the reality of where your money is going. For some of you, it's never occurred to you. Whereas God, he reviewed his work every day. Morning and evening, God will look at what he had done. Are we here? If you are owing, Please, you're not the first person to owe. The problem is not how much you're owing, is what are you owing it for? For how long have you owed it? And what's the plan to pay it back? Because the Bible says the wicked borrows and does not pay back. So some people who are binding every spirit of wickedness should be binding themselves. <laughs> Somebody give God praise. I wanted to stand up. And raise your hands to God. Say, God, I know you are big. And I am big because I'm blessed in you. Blessed in you, God. Blessed in you, God.
It's an introduction. Thank God for the light of God. Thank God for the light of God. I, I can promise you this, your life will change. If you yield to this, we'll get practical work. Like I told you, if you ask me questions, I'm going to answer those questions. If it's financial struggles, I've had my share. If it's financial increase, I've had my share. And I will keep having more than a small share. But thank God for light. Thank God for light. It does not matter. Maybe you feel unsettled or unsure, uncertain. Still thank God for light. Still thank God for light. Glorify him for he is worthy and faithful. Glorify him for he is good and kind. And his mercies endure forever. Glorify him. He is a good God. He is remarkably awesome. And there is none like him in all the earth. He said to Abraham, come out. Do you know the funny thing was that Abraham was traveling, was traveling, was traveling. We're not even told that Abraham now builds, it's not in the Bible that Abraham built a temple or built a house. He built altars, which means that the fullness of what God promised Abraham, Abraham did not even experience it in his lifetime. But we never saw that Abraham lacked anything. Not one good thing did he lack. If at the end of his life, can you give us Genesis 24 verse 1? I think 24 verse 1 says, Now God had blessed Abraham in all things. All things. All things. All things. This is our testimony. Wealth and riches are in our house. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord blessed Abraham in what? All things. Lord had blessed him if it was a thing. Abraham was blessed in it. Health, he got it. Wife, got it. Children, got it. Livestock, got it. Property, got it. Got it. Got it. Somebody say, I got it. I got it. Father, we release ourselves. We are available for all that you have, God. We are available for all, all that we have. All, 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 all that you have. We will not allow our heads to be limited by the roof of our tents. We will not allow our expectations to be capped by what our hands can provide or produce. We will not allow ourselves to sit under the control of the economic context of our nation our families thank you for the multi-millionaires that are emerging from this place thank you Lord somebody receive I just feel the Holy Spirit dropping things Falashade get ready get ready get ready Iyanu, get ready. You may look like you don't have much now, but get ready, guys. We're going to do some practical things. Some of you are going to write yourself some figures. Some of you are going to change some things in your house. Some of you are going to give out some things. God has no small child. None of God's children is small. 
They may start small, but it's not in their destiny to end small. None. That's why I said, though your beginning be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Father, we give you praise for increase, for increase, for increase, for increase on all fronts, on every side. Thank you, our God. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Can your amen and your clap be loud and strong? Look at three, but tell them you are big, you are big, you are big. I'm not talking about your physical stature, I'm talking about your, your blessing, God. Your blessing, God. Israel, you are blessed. Bemiga, you are blessed. Candace, you are blessed. Beobs, you are blessed. Antibimba, you are blessed. Sister Dari, you are blessed. Please be seated. Don't joke with the declarations. I am the favored one. The one lavished in love and lifted by mercy. Garnished with grace. It is your reality. You are of the lot of those who don't run out of supply. You belong to the family where we've waved poverty bye-bye. So you can say poverty, die, die, die. Said I'm back. Said yeah. There was some, there was something playing the, on the air yesterday, and I, I co-said him. I've just looked at me like, <laughs> where are you from again? Please, I want us to do this media. Let's ensure. Thank you, media, for the for the new signage and stuff. The A boards, beautiful, beautiful. Let's celebrate media for that. Please, next week, before Wednesday, we need to get out the video, the video montage and all of that, and we need to print some cards, right? Let's print some cards. Bukola, we need to give out the uh, ATM cards, the white merch ATM cards. Let's just give. You need to meditate on this. Um, I don't want to preach and preach again, but please, bring with your, bring your brothers and your sisters how many of you know that your brothers and sisters need this? They need this. Your uncle invites them as a duty, as a kingdom duty, but also as your sanity preservation mechanism. When people hear what you are hearing, there's a way it impacts on their behavior without further negotiation from you. Do you see that? Bring people, let's pack out. I know some of you are now used to online. Strange thing, we now have more attendance online, at least for first service, than physical attendance. I'm happy, but no, I don't want to see any empty seats. Let's feel that. I'm looking forward to the service where I'm just going to be squashed here. That's what happened days of Jesus. Let's have people sit in front. Let them hang on those things. What, what are trusses for? We'll swing from the chandeliers and speakers and who's going to invite, not invite, I didn't say invite, who's going to bring 
two to three people next week by bringing pay for their boats, pay for their transportation. My wife does that every week, you know, almost every week. Invite people and bring them in. This is important. You will see. How many of you got some insight about the nation today? I've not even gone deep at all. I will tell you that your nation is a business ent entity. Nigeria was made as a financial institution. So if you are not making money in it, money is being made, you are, you are being monetized. They're a commodity. Say, so don't they care? They don't. The propaganda, you think, you think they care? They don't. Whoever the day are. <laughs> but I'll show you how, how do we navigate all of that. How? There's a way. Let's honor God with our given this afternoon now. There are many things I will share with you in this series. I will share with you the wealth of decision making. There's wealth in decision making. People who are wealthy, they don't waste too much time. I think it's Kenneth that says to me a number of times, Kenneth like, Pidams, I've learned something from you. Anytime you have a vision or a dream or something you really want to do, you just go for it. It's part of how to become wealthy. Procrastination and poverty are friends. Because if you act quickly, if you're going to fail, you fail quickly. Which makes you recover quickly. If you don't act quickly, you don't know whether you fail or succeed. So if you don't know, you're wasting time without drawing the capacity of that time. But if you fail, you get over it quickly and you learn the wisdom. If you succeed, then you have more successes to push you forward to greater success. So anything you want to do in this life, don't be dilly-dallying. Let the delay be study time, strategy time, prayer time, positioning time. Let it not be will to do or commitment. You don't have such time. So even your offering, don't be overthinking. Should I give 5,000 or 10,000? If I have to advise you, not just because I'm a pastor, because I've lived through this stuff. If you're in great debates between two figures, go for the higher one. You never lose. I've done it many times. You never lose. If it's a debate, but don't waste time. How can you wasting time over something that loses value over time? Money loses value of time. You know that? So it's called NPV, net present value of money in economics, right? So which means that a millionaire now will not mean the same thing by September. Father, we thank you for the blessings that make rich and add no sorrow. Thank you for the supply. Thank you for your children. We are blessed. We are resourced. Thank you, Lord. This house grows in revelation knowledge, in wisdom, in capacity. No poor one amongst us. For those who may not get it quickly or may have some other circumstances in life holding them back, we will cover the gap. We will be our brother's keepers. In Jesus' name we've prayed. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. 
kindly share this how.